0: Hello, hey, what's going on? This is Quinn David Furness and this is the Beantown Podcast streaming you live from 817 St. Paul Street here in beautiful Baltimore, Maryland. Always be Beantown to me. Uh, It's just a a nickname that people use. Um, It's 50 degrees outside here January 20th, which having lived in Chicago for the last 21 plus years, 22 years, feels lovely. I went for a run this morning. I got some groceries, made some coffee, sitting here with my coffee, sipping it out of Grandma Sally Hodgins Furnace's Panama Canal mug. It is one of my prized possessions. I wish you could see it. It ranks up there with... Uh, Some of my other big pieces, including my Sports Illustrated copy of the Chicago Cubs winning the World Series, my W flag, the Tiger blanket, of course, is a big part of my life. You don't know about it. Write to me, ask me about it. It's huge. I will tell that story at a later date. What's going on? How are you? How's your week been? Mine has been wild i uh got home last night from a film and uh realized i was going to be recording this morning and hadn't written anything yet and so i started to think okay what's been going on what's happening from last weekend to this weekend i realized there's there's a million things that have been going on both in my world and in the world at large to chat about so i literally spent Less than half an hour writing uh for uh for what we're about to talk about here today. Um, let me get some of my coffee, and we will jump right in All right, so a lot of things I want to talk about here. Try to keep it brief first and foremost, uh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to cuss right into the microphone, and I realized I didn't give my uh, listener discretion is advised tag um, for two reasons. First, there will be some uh, adult language used in this podcast. Two, the podcast is just subjectively terrible, so <laughs> there's your uh, there's your warning. Holy shit, Vikings versus Saints. Goddamn. I The roller coaster of emotions in that game, and, and, and I'm a Vikings fan, I'm a Cubs fan, I am a Wichita fan, there, you get a lot of good games. And a lot of games where you just become used to uh, disappointment. Um, so when the Vikings were up 17-0 at halftime, uh, I'll be honest with you, I felt really good. But simultaneously, I said, there's no way, excuse me, I'm belching like a sailor over here, there's no way that Drew Brees goes 60 minutes in a playoff game without putting up some serious carnage, and lo and behold, Michael Thomas got loose, Uh, Alvin Kamara, Vikings really, no one's really talked about this, Vikings kicked the Saints running backs in the ass from a running perspective, but Alvin Kamara did get going. Um in that passing game. It really wasn't it wasn't that Vikings linebackers can't cover him. I mean, Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks are two of the fastest linebackers. In football, it's just Alan Kamara is so shifty and little. And Drew Brees is just pinpoint accuracy inside, no weather conditions to worry about. You just yeah, good luck. Football This isn't really talked about a lot. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's not completely true, but this is my perspective. When you have, if you're a quarterback and you can put the ball wherever you want with pinpoint accuracy, like Drew Brees does, like Aaron Rodgers does, like Tom Brady does, you will automatically be better, and that's that's why in that second half, great offense beat great defense, and they didn't just beat them. The Vikings really couldn't do anything against that Saints defense because Drew Brees was just so perfect that, yeah, good luck. Um, we were dead in the water. Uh, I have seen this story before. I thought it was going to be over when Kai Forbath had to kick that 52-yarder. Uh, I was like, ah, oh, shoot, this is not going to end well. He made it, which is awesome because as a Vikings fan, I'm very used to uh, kicking disappointments. I knew that Saints had plenty of time. I thought, hey, maybe the Vikes can uh, can finally step up here. They almost said they got it to 4th and 10 there, and then frickin' Willie Sneed got that, that first down completion, and then, of course, Will Lutz, who, I don't know, something about that name just pisses me off. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Nails his field goal, and then uh, the rest is history with the Stefan Diggs uh, catch. I, for those of you who know me, I'm I'm a fairly reserved guy. I'm pretty quirky, pretty weird, but I don't usually go crazy uh, emotionally or with my volume. Um, I'm fortunate (laughs) that none of my neighbors called uh, 911 or an ambulance because... I was making some loud noises. Uh, earlier in the game, Vikings score a touchdown. I'll I, I do a lot of clapping. Um, it's like <laughs> every time I do it, reminds me of the, the Key and Peele white Republican sketch uh, where every time they introduce someone, it's just like... <coughs> and then they stop on a dime. Um, that's what it's like, and that's just kind of how I do it naturally. But when Stefan Diggs scored that touchdown... Um, I was actually ready for disappointment, so I, I, I don't own a TV, so I stream everything on my computer. Um, and my, my stream is probably, I don't know, 30 seconds behind the national stream. And so there's there's 10 seconds left there in the huddle for that play. And all of a sudden, my I had turned my phone off because I was just pissed at that point and was going to spend the rest of the night eating a pizza by myself and probably breaking my dry January. Um, I have not been drinking this month, but I was very close to <laughs> last Sunday night. Um, so I'm on my computer, though, and all of a sudden I get a FaceTime call from my sister, and I'm just thinking, like, <sighs> crap. Like, she's just going to – sister, nice person, very sweet, just going to be like, do you watch the game? Yeah, sorry, that that really sucked. And I just, like – at that point, I was just about to lose it. When they were still losing, 10 seconds left. My sister's FaceTiming me. I'm just like, get the the hell out of here. So I declined it very quickly. And then, five seconds later, uh, a true reversal of fortunes. If you haven't seen the play, uh, get out from under your rock. But go check it out. But Vikings versus Eagles tomorrow night. Actually, this wasn't on my uh, my written agenda for what I was going to talk about today, but I'll just mention it quickly. Um, so living in Beantown, you know, it's a two-hour bus ride, 90-minute train ride to get up to uh, Lincoln Financial, and I came dangerously close <laughs> to putting my credit card information in on uh, StubHub yesterday morning. I could have gotten a standing-room-only ticket at Lincoln Financial for about five hundred fifty bucks, five five zero. Um, I th- honestly, the biggest thing that held me back from doing it was um, one, it's outside and it's at night, not going to be any sun, it's not. It's going to be like forty degrees in Philly tomorrow, but standing outside in the cold for that long is tough, especially at night. Um, the other thing that was that ended up being. What convinced me to not go through with it was uh, getting up to Philly was going to be no problem. I could have hopped on a bus uh, Sunday morning, tomorrow morning, and done that for, like, 12 bucks. It would have been fine. Time would not have been an issue. But getting back would have been a nightmare because I would have had to take, like, a basically the first train from Philly to Baltimore on Monday morning, which is, like, 5 a.m. or something, which has presented a myriad of problems. First, what am I going to do from 11 at night to 5 a.m. in Philadelphia, I don't, I don't have any uh, friends or anything who live in Philly, so I was just going to end up at like an IHOP or something for way too long. Um, the other thing was that was going to mean that I'd go a night without sleeping, and I was going to have to read applications all day the next day. Um, it's just that. And paying, you know, overall like seven hundred bucks for that entire experience to not get any sleep, and if the Vikings lose, then I'll just feel terrible about myself. So I said, "Hey, seven hundred bucks, I can do a lot um, with that. That's like two vacations to um, Chicago, um, and I get twice as much, uh, twice as many days out of it." So decided not to do it. Um, actually, I I almost. Uh, similarly bought a plane ticket to Minneapolis last weekend to go watch that game, Um, and that would have been similar pricing because I would have had to fly there and buy a ticket. But we're not going to be doing it. We are going to be watching these games right here from the flower chair, which you can add to the list of my prized possessions. Flower chair and tiger blanket, those are the big two, Um, and I can tell those stories at a later date, and I will tell those stories at a later date. Uh, Let's move on. Uh, I, for those of you who have been following me, uh, on social media, know that I sliced my thumb pretty badly. Uh, what was it? Two nights ago. I got a new paring knife because the knife that I usually use to, uh, cut my chicken, was making fajitas, is like from growing up in my childhood home. And it was passed down to me when I probably when I uh, moved to Chicago for college. Um, yeah, so this thing is dull. Probably hasn't been sharpened since the Clinton administration, uh, which is a joke, but also not a joke. Um, so I buy a new paring knife. It's like ten bucks on Amazon, whatever. Uh, I was watching comedians and cars getting coffee, the Sarah Jessica Parker episode, which I ended up missing half of it because of what. Was what's about to happen? Not really paying attention. Used to super dull knives, not an issue. Um, yeah, I took out not a huge chunk of my thumb, but pretty significant. Um, so if you if you hold your your left thumb in front of your face, um, the left kind of upper corner of it as it's curving back down. Um, basically, I just cut off a, a portion. Um again not huge I'm I'm not going in for stitches or anything I've had it taped up for the last 2 days been changing the bandages and stuff I uh, I assume it's going to grow back I I don't know anything about skin regeneration and it's something that that is when it's something that significant but um yeah it's pretty much down to the nail which is cut very uh close. Um I'm pretty much missing that chunk of my thumbnail. So uh everything's fine. Um I talked to a, a doctor friend and he said probably don't need stitches. So uh, I mean if I if I do I'll probably just do it myself, although that sounds kinda painful. So um the, the finger is fine. Changing the bandages, I think it will be okay. It just makes typing a pain in the ass which is particularly Unhelpful because for my job, I have to type write ups on a hundred uh applications a day, so that's tough um but it's okay uh, I'll be fine. It's not really painful anymore. It was pretty painful uh, on Thursday night when it happened, but it's over now um thank you to the fajitas. they taste a little less tasty um because of what happened when they were made. Uh, that's my thumb for you. Something that uh, I also wasn't planning on uh, touching on here, but this guy, I was cruising through Facebook newsfeed literally five minutes before I started recording, and I see a friend um, post a an article from ChristianityToday.com, and the article is the top 50 countries where it's most dangerous to follow Jesus. So you check it out, li- list of... Countries that you would uh i don't i don't know if this is wrong to say, but countries you would expect uh north korea China is on there a lot of uh North Africa middle East you look at the world map and it's it's centered around middle East um, with some East and Southeast Asia thrown in there but one that is interesting and i I read through the article to see if they mentioned this anywhere, and i don't understand it, but Mexico is on there in terms of top 50 countries where it's most dangerous to follow Jesus. And I don't understand why uh I am not super educated in religious studies. I just have a college, undergraduate minor in it, but um Mexico is like extremely catholic. So I don't quite understand it and I also would be interested to hear how they measure that how do you measure persecution Um, is it just total number of christians incarcerated or is there some way to measure like hate crimes against people because of their religion i don't know but mexico is according to this survey uh, among the top 50 countries where it's most dangerous to follow jesus who knew um i didn't until today, although I am suspicious. That's that. Um, I try to go through at least one movie just briefly per week. I'm probably going to have to double up pretty soon here because we're going to get to a point where I've seen all these movies, many of them twice, but it's going to be like a month and a half out between the time that I've seen it for my second time and the time I actually talk about it, and I just won't be able to give as effective um, a perspective on it but last week touched on Ladybird Bird briefly uh, so the movie I saw last night was Phantom Thread I'm not going to talk about that right now because there's another movie that I want to talk about more excuse me a movie that um, is you know going to be a major player uh, come Oscars um, time is Shape of Water I saw for the first time maybe a month ago, and then I saw it again on, uh, it was the night of my incident, so that was Thursday night. Uh, so Shape of Water is Guillermo del Toro, uh, stars Sally Hawkins, Michael Shannon, and Michael Stuhlbarg, who just is like a not very well-known actor, and then all of a sudden is in like three of the best movies of the year, Shape of Water the post, and then of course, Call Me by Your Name. Michael Stilbarg, was amazing and that. Might get an Oscar nom, uh, but he's also in Shape of Water. Um, so if you if you don't know the premise, I don't want to spend a ton of time just talking about plot. But um, Sally Hawkins, it's it's set in 1960s Baltimore, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> but they uh, Sally Hawkins plays uh, like a, a janitor uh, essentially at this like cold war era uh research facility in baltimore and they bring in this like amazonian sea creature and she falls in love and yada 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 anyways the the things that i really love about the film the acting fantastic um i should mention as part of the the principal cast octavia spencer is also Uh, in the cast. The acting, amazing. So Sally Hawkins plays a mute um, lady, but um, as you're probably expecting, that makes her acting so much better. Uh, Or not so much better, but that much better. Um, She's really good. Michael Shannon plays an excellent villain. Um, Michael Stuhlberg's role is less important, but he's still solid. Octavia Spencer plays essentially herself you know what you're getting from octavia spencer but that doesn't mean i don't like it it's just she's kind of always plays herself so she's good too um so acting fantastic i thought the cinematography and the the use of colors and just water as a overall um symbol or motive i haven't taken an english class long enough to know the difference between those two things but um the it it was just a really well shot movie um and it's it's a romance with an excellent score um which is it's all kind of kind of nice and very well put together very well produced and directed my biggest issue and i've talked to some other people who feel similarly I, I don't know what the national perception is on this though the the physical love story is between a mute woman and this like sea creature who neither of them speak um at all um but they they can kind of communicate but <clears throat> not super effectively it's it's mostly just through facial expressions um but they're like getting it on in the bathtub like this human lady and this amazon creature and I don't know. I just I struggle with that um they shoot it well it's it's beautiful, but just like, boy, that was tough for me, and I know that is the centerpiece of the film it you have to have that it hinges around that that's what makes it a great film, but like I don't know, I struggle with the tone um it it's this weird I, I hate using that word because it's such a, not a descriptive word, but it's a weird love story set in a Cold War era thing. Um, They do some things, or one thing in particular with Michael Shannon's character regarding an injury that he experiences, and I don't, I should just read more about that because I'm sure someone has an explanation somewhere, but I don't understand the the meaning of that injury. So, uh, what I'm getting at overall here is that I liked the film, and I'm glad I saw it twice. But uh, compared to the other major um, Oscar players, and for me, those are films like "Call Me by Your Name," "Lady Bird," um, Three Billboards," "The Post," um, which I also saw for the first time this past week. Um, those are those are kind of the big ones. Um, there are plenty of uh, of other major contenders in, in different categories, but those are that's kind of the core um, for me. It just it isn't quite at that same level. Um it's good for it's great for what it is, um, but I, I still struggled with it at times. So uh it's it's three out of four stars for me. Um Shape of Water, if you if you get the chance um to red box it or watch it online or anything, totally worth it. Um because there are many great things um, about it that I really love Sally Hawkins uh, uh, Michael Shannon Totally shafted This guy uh, Richard Jenkins uh, Plays plays his part really well As well Michael Stuhlberg and Octavia Spencer And then Doug Jones plays the sea creature So um, it's fun It's fine uh, check it out if you get the chance uh, That's my movie A couple other things to touch on here uh, Government shutdown Happened literally 12 hours ago At midnight um, first one since, what, 2013? Thanks, Obama. Uh, so I was reading up, because, you know, government shutdown, ooh, that's what CNN's all about, Fox News is all about, um, which I visit both of those sites uh, every day, if you didn't know. I like to keep it balanced. Um, what does that actually mean, though? So I was reading through that. Um, at least for me, I don't think it will have any sort of impact upon my daily life. I work for a private company. Um I don't really rely on any federal employees for anything in my day to day. So um yeah, I'm sure it will have some sort of impact on somebody listening to this, but I don't know. Not a not a huge thing uh for me right now. So anyways, that's what's going on uh in our country. Just wanted to give that a mention. Um, one thing that, uh, getting a little <clears throat> more personal note here, and this is in no way humorous at all, but most of this podcast hasn't been, um, learned uh, a couple of days ago that, um, a lady who used to be romantically involved with, um, started a new job recently. And so I'm not in contact with this person. I found out through someone else, but she is, um, struggling, Uh, with her new position, and uh, just at first that made me feel so good because this person hurt me a lot, Um, and now just reflecting more on that, it just, the fact that just instinctively I felt so good about that makes me (laughs) so upset with myself because that's the antithesis of how I want to carry myself, so um, just been going through a lot of emotions there and I also so I saw call me by your name for the second time this week. This week there are a lot of movies um and that that movie makes me think about that situation a lot um and um so there's been a lot of emotions this week but that's that's it's okay. Emotions are good and it reminds me a lot of the uh, um the Michael Stuhlbark speech from Call Me By Your Name. If you don't know it, you have to go watch it. Uh, favorite film of the year. Um it's between that and Lady Bird. I don't know. They're they're right there. But yeah, saw a lot of movies this week. I saw um The Post on Monday night. I saw Call Me By Your Name for the second time on Tuesday night. I saw Shape of Water for the second time on Thursday night and then last night I saw uh Phantom Thread for the first time and then this afternoon I'm going to see Itania for the second time. So um yeah, that's what five movies, six days. So I'm keeping busy. I'm gearing up for Oscars. But, uh, yeah, I have um, one last thing for you here. Got my advice column. Thank you. Had uh, two dear friends, uh, two brothers actually shoot me. Uh, some advice questions, uh, this week and, uh, keep them anonymous, you know, they're my brothers, but I'm not, uh, not, not listing names. And I'm saying like, you know, they're like my brothers, not my brothers. They're like my brothers. So, um, take that for what you will. Um, I should mention that, uh, I don't read, um, the advice questions, before we go live, before we hit the air, um, what I kind of do is I open up my email, which is beantown Podcast uh, at yahoo.com. That's beantown, B-E-A-N-T-O-W-N, podcast at yahoo.com. Keep those advice, questions coming. I love them. But I, I open it up. I do a copy and paste uh, uh, into my uh, place where I organize what I've written. Um but I kind of avert my gaze, you know it's like i it's like if you could see what i 'm doing with my hand right now it 's like i avert i, I avert um, uh, one more time I avert uh, my gaze so i don't i don 't uh see the questions so let's uh let's let 's read them We are going to go anonymous um, uh from here on out, so uh hey, if you have any of those uh sexual or dating questions, bring those on too. <laughs> I just remembered this. (laughs) Quick aside. I was reading an application uh, yesterday. Um, Some random kid from, I don't know, Pennsylvania. And the kid has straight A's (laughs) except for (laughs) sophomore year. He has a D plus in sexuality and dating. Like, damn. D is for damn. How do you get a D plus in sexuality and dating? I mean, I probably would have struggled to get an A in sexuality and dating if I took that class in grad school. Um, but man, I could, I, I could still pull a B minus, you know, right. in that meaty part of the curve as Costanza would say. Um, but yeah, a D plus in sexuality and dating. That's uh that was a tough one. Um, he, uh, did not get into, uh, old uh, johnny hopkins but um here let's uh let's jump in first question uh dear being town podcast i hope to receive an answer that would help me out in regards to efficiency and general hygiene all right well you're talking to the right guy about hygiene have you seen my hair it's 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 lush it's like a like a bush um as a part of my morning routine i take showers Uh, I find them to be important to not only help me wake up, but also help stay under the threshold of odor (laughs) that be considered that, that, that bad. I'm loving this. Knows me so well. As I shower, though, I'm conflicted with the options I have to wash my hair. Do I wash my hair first? Do I wash my hair last? Or do I use those weird melds of product that claim to be both shampoo and body wash and try to clean both my body and hair at the same time. Uh, A one-and-done type of situation, as as I would put it. Um, I have wasted too much time and water standing wet, naked, and indecisive. I feel you there. Send help. Uh, Love the question. Reminds me of the Seinfeld episode. Uh, Cosmo Kramer is spending too long in the shower. Uh, He's lacking efficiency. Um... So he goes to the the gym, takes some notes, uh, goes on a dry run with Jerry. Uh, It's a fantastic episode. Um, It is not the the showerhead episode where Kramer gets the commando 460 or whatever. Um, Excuse me. The episode is The Apology, Um, I believe is what it's called. So go check it out. Good question. Uh, hi, Town Quinn. Uh, this is already using a pseudonym, so this works. This is Renee from... Uh, Renee, isn't that uh, uh, Ren? That's the, the girl from Even Stevens. What a show. A um, few quick questions for us. So this is going to be like a lightning round sort of thing if I'm, if I'm reading this correctly. Um, <laughs> look at these questions. Okay, here we go. Uh, you're going to get your money's worth. If a guy sets up a pyramid of empty soda cans and knocks them over with a karate chop, but only his brother is visible at the time who gets in trouble, <laughs> I have first hand experience with that. It's the, <laughs> the guy who didn't knock them over. If you were 4'11 and 75 pounds, I know someone like that. What would it take to convince you to agree to your unlimited backyard football with a couple of six plus footers. Uh, we were not six plus feet at the time. Uh, but that is a timely question because I wrote, uh, as part of my uh, 2017 has been like uh, series of Facebook statuses from back in December. If you didn't check it out, I encourage you to go look at it. There's some good, uh, tidbits in there, all truthful. Um, it's on my personal Facebook page, Quinn Furness. Um, Uh, probably a ring pop. Uh, there's this kid in my class who dresses up like a different animated character each day. I Can't help but stare. What do I do? Um, take pictures, post them on Facebooks, and get a cease and desist letter from her father, who is a lawyer. Next question. My eight-year-old nephew is obsessed with his Metallica beanie. He wants to wear it all the time. Should I encourage his good taste or cut him off? He is eight after all. Um... uh, answer, uh, make him swim the 500 fly. Uh, last question. My roommate keeps trying to burn notebooks in our backyard wearing nothing but slippers, yellow shorts, and a helmet. How do I tell him it's just not working? My yellow shorts are legendary, and um, I'm looking at them right now. They're sitting over the back of my chair. Uh, this is a real question. If you go to uh, my YouTube page, which is, I believe, Quinn Furnace. Um, you can see those yellow shorts, that helmet in action. Um, I won't tell that whole story of the burning the notebook, but, uh, essentially I paid 80 bucks for, uh, this collection of loose leaf, uh, or like PDF printed pages. You could have accessed online in two clicks, uh, if he would have given you access to it. That was my lovely, uh, professor from grad school who I, uh, i'm not a fan of uh let's uh let's let's keep it to that um but to answer your question how do i tell them it's just not working um i would say it's it's too thick that's probably what i would say um that's advice that is the podcast for saturday january 20th um ran a little bit long um, but there uh there were actually a lot of things that i wanted to talk about and a couple extra things that that popped up here and there. Um, tomorrow, slated games. Jags and Pats at, I don't know, 4 o'clock or something Eastern. Vikes and Eagles, presumably 8 o'clock Eastern. Uh, and we will see who is going to win their respective conferences. Go Jags, go Vikes. Um, this has been Quinn Furness. This is the Beantown Town podcast. That's all I got for you. Uh, If you have questions, comments, concerns, or you just want to sing my praises, send them to BeanTownPodcast at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening. Uh, Hope you have a good one. I will check in on you next weekend.